Over 500,000 people go missing each year in the United States. Many are found alive, some deceased, and others, it's almost like they just up and vanished, leaving their families, friends, and even law enforcement to wonder what happened to them. Sometimes there's lots of theories, speculations, and harsh accusations. But most of the time, it's just a lot of unanswered questions. Each week, this podcast will explore a missing person case and hopefully get some answers to those unanswered questions and remind us to not forget those who are missing. At the time of her disappearance, college senior Hyung Jung Song, also known as Cindy Song, was 5'1 and weighed 110 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a white tennis skirt, a pink t-shirt with a bunny logo, brown knee-high boots, and a red hooded parka. I chose to do this case because Cindy was having a regular fun night out like I've done a million times with my friends at her age. It's one of those cases that could have just happened to any college-age girl, and it's scary how she just disappeared. On Halloween night in 2011, Cindy and her friends, Stacy Pack and Lisa Kim, attended a costume party at the Players' Nightclub on College Avenue in State College, Pennsylvania. Reports state that Cindy was dressed as a bunny in a white tennis skirt with bunny ears and a tail. She got to the party and met up with her two friends. The three stayed together until 2 a.m. the following morning when they moved to a friend's apartment to continue the party and play video games. Reports say that Stacy dropped Cindy off outside of the park apartments on Clinton Avenue around 4 a.m. on November 1st. Stacy did not stay long enough to make sure that Cindy got inside of the building. Cindy's roommate came home later that day after visiting her family. She wasn't concerned that Cindy wasn't there because the door was locked and nothing looked out of place. On November 4th, three days after her friends last saw her, they became concerned about her lack of contact and being a no-show at work, so they called the police. Investigators searched Cindy's apartment, and there was no sign of a struggle or forced entry. They do have reason to believe that Cindy did make it into the apartment because the fake eyelashes she was wearing that night were on the bathroom counter, and her backpack and cell phone were found there. It was reported that Cindy always carried her cell phone with her. The only things that were missing were her purse, which contained her driver's license and credit cards. Police believe that she was wearing her Halloween costume when she vanished, as it was not found in her apartment. An analysis of her cell phone found that she did not make or receive any calls after she was dropped off, and there was also no activity on her credit cards. Police and volunteers did search a wooded area near her apartment. However, there was no trace of Cindy. Authorities do believe that she possibly left that night to go to a 24-hour store nearby, which she'd done several times before. It's reported that her friends and family do not believe that Cindy was depressed or suicidal and would have just left. They remember that she was happy and upbeat the night she vanished. Let's talk a little about Cindy. Cindy Song was born in South Korea, and in the mid-90s, Cindy moved to Virginia to live with her aunt and uncle to attend high school in America. She was accepted into Pennsylvania State University, where she majored in integrative arts, 
a course that combined engineering, communication, and science. At the time of her disappearance, she was in her senior year and was scheduled to graduate in spring. As stated, there was no evidence of a struggle in Cindy's apartment. A possible suspect in this case was an unidentified man who was seen trying to force a woman matching Cindy's description into a car. She was screaming and crying for help, and he yelled at the witness to leave. The incident occurred in Philadelphia's Chinatown district, 200 miles from her apartment. He is wanted only for questioning and is described as an Asian male with olive to light brown complexion and medium length hair. He has never been identified. Authorities believe that Cindy left her apartment to go to a 24-hour supermarket and that she was abducted there or on her way. Another theory was that she left her apartment with someone that she knew and then was killed by them. According to News.com, after reading her diary in which she writes about experimenting with ecstasy and marijuana, police began to believe that drugs could have played a factor. However, friends stressed that this was just regular college experiences, and investigators agreed. There was some talk about Cindy's mental state at the time of her disappearance. Cindy had previously been living with her boyfriend, but they broke up a month earlier. Her family speculated that she may have taken her own life or simply ran off due to this. But friends also rejected this theory, stating that Cindy had started therapy and was taking medication to deal with the breakup. Her friends stressed that Cindy wasn't the type of person to just up and leave without letting someone know. About two years after Cindy disappeared, police were investigating convicted bank robber and serial killer Hugo Selinsky, who lived in the Scranton, Pennsylvania area. Upon searching his home after a co-defendant and police informant led police to several bodies that were buried in Selinsky's backyard. According to the Charlie Project, Selinsky told police that he and another man, Michael Jason Krakowski Jr., saw Cindy on the night of her disappearance, mistook her for a prostitute, and kidnapped her. They allegedly kept her imprisoned in a walk-in safe in his house until she died. He says that they buried Cindy's body in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania. Krakowski could not confirm or deny Selinsky's account because he was one of the people buried in Selinsky's backyard. Selinsky said that he killed Krakowski after learning that he kept Cindy's bunny ears as a souvenir of the crime. One of Selinsky's friends, however, told police that Selinsky had boasted of the murder to him. Investigators have not been unable to prove Selinsky's involvement in Cindy's disappearance, but they have not ruled him out as being a suspect either. He was acquitted of the murder charges against him, but was convicted of two counts of abuse of a corpse in March 2006. Like the Michael Negretti case in Episode 1, I have absolutely no idea what could have happened to Cindy. If I were to guess, I would say that she did go to that 24-hour store like police stated, or somewhere local, and she was abducted. I'd like to think that there's a witness or witnesses out there, but I kind of think that the added layer of it being Halloween could have played a part in there being a lack of, of witnesses. This is a college area, and alcohol could have been a factor to provide any credible witnesses. Or maybe because Halloween is a time of spooky and scary things that 
someone could have thought it was a prank taking place and, you know, no one came forward except for the witness in Philadelphia, but that was ruled out. I know that the boyfriend theory was also ruled out, but according to the United States Department of Justice Office of Justice Programs, among violent crimes, a robbery was most likely and homicide was least likely to be committed by a stranger. Spouses or ex-spouses committed half of all crimes by relatives and about two-thirds of all crimes by relatives against women. There's no evidence that Cindy was harmed by a current or ex-boyfriend. Then it makes me think, did something happen in her apartment building? Did she step out of her door and a neighbor grab her? Again, there's no evidence of this. It's just a theory I came up with. With little to no clues and no answers, this case really is baffling and concerning. I hope that Cindy's family and friends get some answers soon. Again, Cindy Song was 21 years old when she went missing and would currently be 42 years old today. She's 5'1 and weighs 110 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. If you or someone you know has any information, big or small, regarding Cindy's disappearance, please contact the Ferguson Township Police Department at 814-237-1172. For more information, as well as pictures of Cindy, please go to our website at theunanswerpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Instagram and Facebook at The Unanswered Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about this case, so check out our blog post on our website and give us your theories. Thank you for listening.